3: Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Shirt, and I'll be your host this evening. As always, people watching, please get your comments, questions in and, and we'll get through as many as we can. And uh, give us a little like and, and a subscribe if you haven't as well. But, you know, as always a lot to talk about when Rangers are involved. And with me tonight, starting with Davey T. How are you, David? Yeah,
2: fine. Uh, a wee bit funny after the game yesterday... I feel I should be joyous that that, that, that we uh, that we won, but there's a, just a, a a small thing in my head that says we're a Scottish football witness to?
3: No, it's going to be an interesting discussion. We had one just just started talking about it off air there, and uh, I feel the same, Davy. So uh, let, let's see how the others are feeling as well. Next up, we've got Davey P as well. How are you, Davy?
0: Yeah, smashing guys. Good to be back on. Another uh, comfortable victory. And, uh, in fact, it was so comfortable. I Can I take Davy's point, you know, where is Scottish football going? Because I think uh, Michael Beale has got Rangers to the level where the, the teams who are now arrive at Ibrox, maybe outside of that lot, but uh, they know that their, their chances of winning are slim and none. they probably get the, the same, you know, life expectancy of a Premier League football manager. So it was... Uh, the outcome, I think, was pretty much known from the start. It was just a question of how we would get there. And Dundee United uh, did or maybe didn't play their part in uh, providing us with entertainment. Are they supposed to entertain us? They failed miserably if they did.
3: Uh, absolutely. And lastly, no means least, we've got the main man, Curry. How are you, Curry?
1: I'm all right, mate. I'm good. Uh, hey, hi, everybody in chat. I see all the usual names here. Our wonderful, wonderful community. Uh a, a few things to talk about the game. A few ups and a, a few downs, and obviously we'll talk about the absolute garbage that we were playing against. But we can talk about that later. But I, uh, oh, I'm doing all right, mate. Oh,
3: man, i good to hear. So, David T, let's start with the the, the starting eleven, then, as we as we always do. Um, Bill made a few changes. Morelos come back into start. Tillman comes back into start. And Borna Um Any surprises there? Obviously, Raskin. Um, I think he was back training today. I see a picture on his Instagram, which is good news. With the obviously the big one coming Saturday, which we will touch on. But um, what was your thoughts on the starting lineup? I know your best mate John Lundstrom was in there. So uh, every time I see his name in the starting level I think a debut. But uh, yeah, what, what was your thoughts on that? On that mate.
2: I'll oh, to into Raskin first. I think uh, uh, Bill said that uh, he was starting training seriously on Monday, so hopefully he'll he'll be fit for uh, if he gets a week training in. Uh, hopefully he'll, he'll he'll be fit for uh, for next week against them. Uh, yeah, John Lundstrom. What would you say about him? <laughs> I think I've said enough. I, the 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 one thing that surprises me is that it it seems to be that everybody now is sort of a scene. What I saw. What was it? How long have I been on about him? About, about
3: six months, oh, seven months. It feels like the whole eighteen eight months, day To be <laughs> yeah. but
2: and, no, uh, I, I, think I, I, I I'm just amazed that everybody's seen what I what I saw. Then, hmm. I mean, it, it, for me, it had it, it. It was rubbish in the beginning. Then he had about three months. He was he was good to acceptable, and. After that, he's, yeah, it's just, just so slow. He, 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 his second touch is, is yeah, rubbish as well. His first touch is rubbish. His second touch is rubbish. And his third, his third touch, No, he passes it backwards. And uh, I, I just don't see. But And yesterday, I don't know whether it was talked about, whether, whether it's Beale's, um tactics. He was playing behind the defenders yesterday. And I don't know whether that's a tactic. I don't know where Bill thinks. Well, to do United, they're not going to do anything. So that's the safest place to put you <laughs> behind the defenders and 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 let uh, Goldson into the midfield because Golson's a better player than you. I I, I just don't know. But um, no, I think for uh, for Zakawa, I think it was the wrong game for him because he's not got the room. Uh, is is he needs room to to move? Uh, I think that's why he wasn't picked. And Beal said himself that he wanted uh, Tillman in about Alfie. Uh, and that was one thing that that really did. I, mean, I know, I know that Curry's been on about it. The ball out to Barisic in the in the wing, and Barisic thrown the ball in. But uh, yesterday. I think we really tried to go through the middle a lot more than we have been doing for for a for a long time, and that, that really surprised me. So I wasn't really surprised with the with the with the lineup, uh, knowing that the Raskin wasn't fit. We knew that before the 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 game was uh, the the team was announced. So I no 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 surprises really. I think that was a uh, that that would have been the team I would have picked as well. I think except certain player
3: I wouldn't have done no look so it's a fair <laughs> point I, I see the starting team yesterday and I just thought there was no need for Lundström and Jack in a, in a game like yesterday we knew Dundee United are struggling for points they're hardly scoring any goals Um but Davy P <clears throat> was you sort of okay there's Lundström, Lundström Jack in the midfield that's one thing but I noticed at times yesterday John Lundström was almost playing as Davy T just said there as, a, as another centre-half almost like a, a back three Um Uh, If that's, I'll come on to this a little bit later in terms of what indication for Saturday. But I just hope John Lundstrom's not in that back three, if if that's what we're going to do. But what did you make of that sort of throughout the game yesterday, Lundstrom dropping
0: really deep? Yeah, you wonder why, because they had Fletcher up front on his Todd, you know, who was chasing balls chasing and balls in the air. And he's actually quite good at it, you know, winning the balls in the air. But even when he does win it, there's no one within 20, 25 yards of him to actually take advantage of, you know, him getting the first touch on it. So I just had utter despair at the United's tactics yesterday because I had no ambition whatsoever. So I just didn't see the point. And every time when John Lundstrom, you know, did as David's pointed out and does point out that he had a few kind of poor touches, and I was sitting there and I was thinking, gosh maybe T will be making notes about this, John. You know, you're in big trouble here. So uh, he didn't really add much to the the proceedings, to be honest. And and the times that he did have the ball, he didn't do much with it. I thought very pedestrian. We don't need uh, John Lundstrom and Ryan Jack. And and when teams are setting up, you know, when it's effectively, what was it, 5-4-1 or something, it it was, I mean, no ambition whatsoever. But other than that, you know, I thought, You know, with Tillman, uh, Tillman Cantwell pretty much made the game for us in terms of the the level of quality, you know, trying to pick our way through them because it then just becomes a contest of how do we find a way through this defence when they're they're at 69 centres across the 18-yard line. It was, uh, eventually we did, we broke through, but nothing really changed. You know, I would have hoped, you know, that Dundee United would say, I think things as they tired maybe and towards the end of the game when Sakala was on and Scott Wright, you know, we get a few runs at them and the, a bit more space was was opening up. But certainly the first half, the first half of the second half, it was pretty much uh, pack the penalty box, just bloated it anywhere and and Rangers, possession after possession, trying to pick their way through. Eventually we did it as, as I think 99% of us suspected they would. And uh, so, but it, it doesn't make for a scintillating afternoon, that's for sure. No.
2: Definitely. I just say basically, basically, I just say after six minutes, we were wasting time.
3: That's yeah. that's just unbelievable. No, it it definitely is, and we will come on to Dundee United and and and, the, and you know what we said at the start of the show, Scottish football got going for. We'll touch on that just before we we go on to next week. But but Curry, before we come on to the first goal as well. Um, Morelos back in the team um, And and, and as I said Borna Barasic back in the team Instead of Yilmaz Do you think that Them two changes Are sort of We can both sort of say That they'll You know That'll be two players That we'll be playing next week
1: I hope so Uh, Borna Barisic Just doing the exact same thing As he does every time He's in As I've said before He can whip a ball in But he can whip a ball in But there's nobody there To collect it uh, the set up. The guys near enough took everything away from me. I just, I don't understand why Lundstrom was on the team playing like the. He, he's supposed to be a box to box. He, he just, I can see where Davy. That's that's why the reason I, I was like, oh yes, I'm on the net. I can't wait to hear what Davy says. And he's actually been quite calm tonight. So that that's how bad he is. That people are just starting to get like. Oh, it's just can't be bought more than anymore because we're doing the same thing week after week. We launched him, and it's been the same near enough the whole season. He's just he's too slow. He's touching the ball is terrible. He takes too many touches of the ball, and then it's like a wee five yard pass. Anything longer than five yards, he, I mean, he, he gives the ball away. It's just like what's happening. I don't know put Morellis in. Some people are saying he had a decent game. I, I thought he, he was non-existent. Yeah. He, he had three chances and he, he missed. He, he had one good shot. I'll give him that and the keeper made a good save. That, that, but that's it. One really decent good chance in, in what, 84 minutes. It's not good enough. No, It's just not good enough. It's just we need to we can't have lunch some Bonner and Morelos for this game next week if we are I'll tell you what I'm I'm it's putting the fear in me because we need Yelmaz and we need Kolak in, and and Yalmaz needs to I, I think needs to play for Bona he yeah. just offers so much more but because i uh, just I'm really, really fearing what Bill's going to day because the last few games, the 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 team set up that he had against Dundee United was wrong. Two sitting midfielders that that that's but there was no need for that. There was no way Dundee United were going to come and do anything. We we'd already said before that Dundee United weren't really going to cause any bother. That's first time I've really watched Undy United for the last time we actually played them and I didn't realise how shite they are. They are really rank rotten and they deserve to get into the second tier of football because that was shockingly bad. And this is after six minutes wasting time, even their manager tried to kick the ball away in about the 14th minute to waste time. That's how fucking terrible they are. Excuse my language, but they are they're, 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 David said before the game uh, uh, about we could have out, get, grabbed 11 guys from the street and put them in that park and they would have played better than that team that we played
3: against us that's how
1: bad they were
3: yeah no look, <clears throat> we'll, we'll come on to, to Dundee United in, in a little while but, but agree there uh, Curry with Bill I think I think it was a little bit it was all a little bit too passive for me in, in, in terms of how we set up but I'll tell you David T to, to lighten the, the product, up the move up a little bit the, the first goal um, I thought it was a really, really good goal. And it was the first time we showed a little bit of, you know, move the ball quickly and with quality. And, and I think that look, that all the credit will go to Todd Cantwell here for the ball around the corner, which is top class. But the pass from Connor Goldson is even better for me because it's the first time someone fizzed the ball into someone in the front line with quality. Done that, Cantwell touched first class, Tillman in. And then, you know, we've called this pod, he's mad at, you know, because I thought he was the best player on the pitch yesterday and the two goals for him. Um, you know, again, another two, His numbers are very, very
2: good. Yeah, well, was Alan McGregor not the, the man of the match? I thought I thought he was the man of the match, yeah. Yeah, debatable
3: that one, not it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, a nice tribute to him, but uh, obviously, that was all the rubbish. But uh, no, it seems to be a thing that that uh, Buell's bringing in that we're fizzing the ball in quicker through the middle. Um, and I know Curry's been been. On oh, and about Baris, it's doing the same every week. And I mean that—that that is a, a part of. Uh, if you remember that we played against Livingston last year, and the Livingston manager said, "Oh, we we think it's great if we can get Rangers down the wing, crossing the ball out in the middle, and our centre half, so will head the ball away." And I agree that that was a big point. That things that were happening, that Bill seems to be bringing in, that we're going through the middle a lot more. Totally disagree with, with, with Curry that Morelos was rubbish. Uh, I, I think Morelos, when you're talking about five, six men at the back, there's not a lot he really can do. But the buff, he, he holds the ball up so good and he brings other players into play. Uh, I, think I, I think he's a must for next week. I would I would hate to think that Cholak's going to start next week, to be honest with you. um. Cantwell is a breath of fresh air. He really is. He's, he's into everything. And as I said in other pods uh, the last few weeks, when he came, you think oh, they'll blow him away. No, no chance. He's, he's, a, he's, a, wee, he's a wee tiger. He's, he's in about everybody. and uh, nah, Cantwell has is, uh, is really been a breath of fresh air. And, and Tillman. Uh, Bill has been talking about uh, them. That seemingly they've, they've, they've been holding talks the last few weeks about bringing them in permanent, and I think that's a that's a good move because uh, the guy's class, and uh, we, we we should sign them. Hopefully it's five million, and uh, well, hopefully it's less. But the the sum that's named is five million. I think that'll be euros, so it won't even be five million pound. Uh, I don't know about that for sure, but. Uh, he'll be worth every penny and we'll sell him on for a lot more than that. Although I think, uh, I believe that it was stated at one time as well that Bayern are are going to have a, have got a 20 million uh, buyback clause in it that they don't need to pay any more than 20 million. Now that's, that's that's how they think about him. They think he's going to be worth that money as well in the future. So, no, great.
3: No, definitely. And it is, uh, listening to Michael Bill talk about it, it seems like the decision is going to be in in Tillman's hands because I think that he said many a times that we, we want to get the deal done. It's all ready to go. I've seen a few people put in the comments, hope Bayern don't change their mind. They can't. I think we will, we will have first, or they will have nothing to say on this. It will be Malik Tillman's um, decision if he joins Rangers or not. I think that's clear listening to, to Michael Bill. But, but Davey P, so we're 1-0 up. Uh, Ryan Kent, Hits the bar from about 30, 30 yards out. It was a terrific shot, uh, shot. Good save from the keeper, to be fair. Um, how did you feel he played yesterday? I thought I was quite frustrated with Kent. I thought there was times where again it's just that final ball or final thing from Ryan Kent that's just lacking. The bit before it's fine. But that that bit that where it gets his numbers up, again it's just really lacking from Kent and hopefully saving one of them for for next week that fizzes in the top corner.
0: Ryan Kent, I think he's just spending too much time with Fashion Sakala because he's just <laughs> becoming Fashion Sakala. You were hoping that you know Sakala would be uh, more like Ryan Kent, but it's actually become the other way. So it, it was a it was a smashing shot off the underside of the bar. But there was a, a few occasions when a couple of occasions when he when he'd lose it in kind a of mid mid-half, and and they were kind of breaking on us. There's a couple of occasions when he he he'd lose the ball. And, but you've got to hand it to him. I mean, he he doesn't shy away. He doesn't hide. He never... get I never get the impression that he doesn't want the ball. I think he always makes himself available. And I think it's just a question. I think there's a weak and a of confidence issue with Ryan Kent at the moment, where he you can see him, you know, he, he does the waving of his hands and shrugs his shoulders. And when, you know, something doesn't quite come off for him. So... Yeah, there was a, I mean, the one that he blazoned over the bar, which was just crying in the, in the second half, which yeah. which just required, you know, a wee bit of composure, you know, just in the same way that it would with fashion Sakala. So, Ryan Kent, yeah, you're thinking there's a better player in there than, than yeah. what we're seeing at the moment. I, I, I don't know whether it is just a confidence thing. I don't know, maybe he's got issues in his head about where he's going next season and what, for whatever reason, but. He keeps plugging away. And so I, 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 for that, I, I would say he's, he, he remains in the team because he, he, Ryan Kent is, is a good football player. There's no doubt about that. I just wish we uh, would see more of it because from we have seen, you know, and, and when, and when the, bo- the ball's so packed, you know, and he doesn't get the the, the runs on people where, where he's quite good. There was a couple of occasions in the second half Where he, 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 I think, when we did break on them, which you know later on, we didn't make the best decisions, and I think we could have ran in a couple of goals towards the end. But I I want more from Ryan Kent, to be honest. In a nutshell, he can do more. He should do more. Maybe next weekend will be the the time for Ryan to shine. I think that because he, you know, he has a he he has a decent track record against that mob. So let's hope we can see an improvement in that. No.
3: definitely going now when I've seen <clears throat> excuse me, some points in the, the comment about his numbers and that, that's what really lets Kent, Kent down, um, definitely. Um, but, you know, at the minute, would I still like him to stay next season? I would. Curry, uh, on to the second goal then, uh, shortly after half-time. Again, a little bit frustrated going in at 1-0, but we've got the lead, but it's quickly two. Uh, again, uh, Tavernier good pass into Kent. Kent's first touch lets him down, but Tillman managed to get it out of his feet, get a shot away would want if I'm being critical of the Dundee United keeper, I think it's one he should save, but that we'll take it all day and then it's 2-0 and at that point it's game done.
1: I think it actually uh, actually hit hit the player on the way he's coming through and it went through the players as well. The goalkeeper he, he was in the right position but he, he died for it, which was strange and it went underneath him. So but the thing is the the difference in Rangers was Malik Talman. He was the difference in their team yesterday. Yeah. We need that guy so badly at the moment because he offers so much. People are a bit apprehensive because he's not turned up for the games against that mob. Is, it, is he no a big game player? Is he a bit wary about big games like that? I don't know. Well, just time will tell, but for teams like like Dundee United and things like that, he's gonna he showed his class that the the first goal the move the the pass for Cantmill was absolutely sublime. It was brilliant, it was out of balance and he managed to flick it on behind him, right into Malik's path. And he took it brilliant and his second goal was just as good. But David said about Kent is he's was He's just He's a he's a good player, but he just he's the end product, and that's what we need in this team. Then, we need end product. We need somebody that can score goals. That are, is no the main strikers, and he's no doing it. And I think it's made that Timmy Sakala's has been following Kent rather than Kent falling Sakala. To be honest with you, <laughs> but you know I I love fashion, so I, I would have him every day before. The rest of them, so but I the, the second goal was brilliant. Uh, the guy offers us so much in our attack, and is if he can get rid of that, we we uh part of his game that he looks lazy or he, he just can't be bothered. If he could just get rid of that, and the thing is, I know he puts in a lot of good tackles and he wins the ball a lot. But there's phases in the game where he just goes really, really quiet and it looks as if he's like he's doing it half arsed And I think that's what a lot of people are picking up But otherwise, nah, I'd have him every day in the team. we, we need to get him secured. And I hope we do. And if it's like five, six million, well, it's five or six million. Uh that apparently but Bill's saying the money's there. And they said everybody's got to be surprised by uh the amount of money that he's got. So, I don't know whether he's making a rod for his own back there because we're all like, oh, we we have got money to bring in players. Well, good. We'll wait till someone and see what Wilson does and then
3: we'll see. We'll go for there. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one, Curry, with the, Um you know, Bill coming out and saying that to be fair. Look, he's never going to come out and say, look, my budget's not good for the summer, etc. But I think in coming out and saying <clears throat> my bu- budget's a bit better than any Rangers manager had in the last few years. Again, I just feel just just keep it in house.
1: You don't need to be saying yeah. comments like that. But that's yeah. my. But it was somebody, uh, somebody in the chat was saying as well, mate. That it, it's like Bill had said about Dundee United. He, he said how they were going to play. They were going to sit in and all that. Then he plays a side with two sitting mids. Yeah. That's the thing. He says one thing, then he goes and he, he does another, and that's the thing. It's starting to scare me now. And obviously, I think I don't know if we'll talk about it later on. The substitutions and when they were made, as well. Again, I think a bit late,
3: but we'll talk about that obviously later on. Yeah, no, we will touch on the on the subs um, definitely. Uh, but but David T, I've just had a questionnaire from from Glasgow Rangers Nation, and he says, uh, "Do you think if if Tillman doesn't play well in the next three weeks, we should sign him?" Um, it's, it's, do you know what? Saturday's a, we will touch on Saturday uh, later on in the show, but. Um, just on Tillman, I think he's due, he, he needs to put in a good, strong performance this weekend against, against them to really, you know, because that's been the worry. Just some, and again, I think someone said it in the comments and, and likened him to Joe Uribe. Um and, and I thought Aribo in old firm games most of the time was, was disappointing. Um, but Tillman's numbers for goals and assists, I think, are, are, are more than than Aribo ever hit in the free, you know, free in, in terms of season to season. I think Tillman looks like he's got a lot, for me, he's got a lot more in his locker. Um, but he does need to, to to show up Saturday. I think he needs to put in a performance um, that we can really, you know, say, right, he's got it all. Because doing it against the likes of the other team, that's one thing. But listen, if we're paying five or six million on a player, he needs to be doing it against them.
2: Well, listen, first of all, the guy is 20 years of age. He's not, a, he's not a, a seasoned pro yet. This is his first season in professional football. He's a, he was playing in uh, the second division in Germany, for the youth team in Germany. So this is his first full season. The last Old Firm game that he played in, he was injured to start with, and the baskets cropped him, put him out of the game for, for what, a couple of months. And that's my big worry for next week that he plays. It gives him a chance to put him out of the game for the cup final, or the cup semi-final, sorry. And I, I think they'll take every advantage of that. They, they, they picked him the last time. They knew he was injured and they set up on him. And I think they'll do the same again because they know they know he's their best player. Uh, that's uh, that, that really worries me. But as I say, the guy's twenty year old. What, what, what are we expecting from him? He, he, he's been absolutely brilliant up to now against other teams. I, I admit that, uh, that he's not been great against them. But I mean, let's face it. Alfie wasn't wasn't great against them for uh, for for for, for uh, I think it was about thirteen games. He never scored in the, in the beginning. He scored against everybody else, but you know what I think? Tillman, I think he everybody says he's slow. I don't think he is slow. I think he, he looks slow. He looks as as if as if he's uh lazy. But he's not it he, he, it's just his stride. He, he's, he's got these big long legs that he covers more ground than, than than you think because he's got big long legs and a big stride and he looks lazy. But I, I really don't think he is lazy. I think he puts in some amount of work. Uh, he was fighting back yesterday. Uh, sorry, Saturday. A lot of times, and I, I just don't see that. And I, I just did put it again. The guy's twenty year old. We can't expect him to be to be a, a full season pro yet.
3: No, that, that's that's a fair point. You know, it's his first year in, in in professional football, and I've said it before. Doing that at Rangers is very very difficult. Um, but, you know, as I said, I think that he needs to show a little bit more. I think with Tillman in the old firm games, the, the game's played at such a pace and Tillman likes time on the ball and um, I just think he need that's where he needs to learn. There was times yesterday where he can do it at the likes Dundee United at home. He can have that extra touch, that extra yard, but you just don't get that in old firm games. I think he needs to get a grip of that early next week and I think he'll grow into it. I think the last few of... You're right, David, he didn't look fit in the last one and he got, by the way, no protection from Lundström and Kamara behind him. Um, And I think that will be different this week. I think we'll we'll go different, but we'll touch on that in a little while. Davey P then, just to sort of wrap things up with yesterday, there's not really a lot more to be said in terms of that. You know, we we did make changes. We see Scott Wright coming on, which was our first sub, which I was at that point banging my head against the desk uh, when Scott Wright's coming on. But um, to be fair, he should have had an assist. And again, if we're going to be critical of this Rangers team, it is just, you know, the final finish or the final pass is just not there. Um, enough. We're not. We're nowhere near clinical enough. Um, but yeah, what, what, what did you make of the, you know, after the goal and in that second half performance yesterday?
0: I think Michael Beale alluded to this in in the post his post match comments when he's saying you know that we had things opened up a wee bit more, you know, towards the, in the last fifteen minutes of the game plus plus whatever added time there was four minutes, and we kind of broke on them a few times. I think we were uh, three on two a couple of times, and, and I think you know. I would just have been a bit more clinical, a bit more ruthless. We'd have been straight on them, you know. So, so Sakalam was had a breakthrough, pushed the ball kind of too far for uh, Ryan Kent. Put him further wide than than he should have. He'd have put it into his stride. He'd have been clean in and goal. Uh, Scott Wright had a couple of runs down the right wing. You know, when he got three, I actually uh, thought Scott Wright looked... looked, uh, Acceptable when he came on because he had a couple of nice runs and, and he was he knocked a couple of balls into the box from the right hand side. and I, I thought we, we should have scored another. I mean, I had predicted 4 0, so I, I had a kind of vested interest that we, we should have scored a couple. So I was venting my uh, spleen at them for wasting some of the chances that came our way towards the end of the game. But we uh, saw the game out comfortably. But by this time, you know, the whatever. You know, the 0001 percent of of hope that the United had had long since evaporated. We were we were just uh, kind of going through the motions for the last uh, ten minutes and to see the game out and and, and we did quite comfortably. So it was a uh, it's like one of so many games I've against. Most of these teams they come with very little ambition. They try and hold out. They don't manage it, and uh, we score a few goals and. Everyone goes home, sort of, at least happy about the result, but m- maybe not with the performance. And-, and yesterday was just a probably just another example of that.
3: Yeah, no, no, definitely, Davey uh, and Curry. Just then, just to finish off on the substitution, we just said there, Scott Wright, and yeah, to be fair, he didn't do that bad when he come on. He, he did have a couple of good runs, good balls in the box. But it was the, the, you know, I think Arfield and and Cholak come on for seven minutes. I think it was. That was, I think, as I said, the game was done at two, 0 I think the changes at the hour mark, I know you and Davey have had differences in opinion on Morelos. I thought Morelos was was poor yesterday in terms of what he is capable of. I didn't think he was great um, yesterday, to be honest. He didn't, he just didn't look look himself, you know, after an international break. You know, you sometimes get that. But um, what did you make of the, the substitutions when when they when they come and as I say, do you think they was just a little bit a little bit too late?
1: Aye, uh, both sets should have been a lot earlier. Uh, Davy obviously seen things that I never. <laughs> well, Alfredo, uh, but there was two instances with was that really pissed me off. I think. I don't know if anybody else, he's playing as if he knows he's on his way out. I don't think he was playing 100%. That's just me. And then when he did get pulled off, he might have been a bit pissed off right enough that he never scored. And he never got a penalty, which we never discussed. But when he was coming off, fashion was applauding them with a big smile as usual all the way. It came right all across. Then it took ages for it to come off, and he hardly acknowledged them when he came off. And that really wound me up. And I just, I, me for me, I'm, I'm done, me Morelos I really am. I don't care if, if he, he doesn't play. I know a lot of people, they like him. And I used to love him. And I defended him through all the, the times he was getting his red cards and doing his stupidness because he was like, get right in there. But she knew no, when he done that, I was like, nah, on your bike, pal. Just move. I don't care if you don't play for Rangers again. I just I just hope that Colac Timmy Timmy comes back and gets his scoring mojo in again that he had when he first came here. That's what I'm hoping anyway.
3: Yeah, just uh, just on the the penalty incident, Curry. I, I didn't go into it because I, it's not a penalty at all. Uh, Tillman takes a tumble. I don't think it's a dive. I
1: just think No, he takes no, tumble. no, that one. The the one me when, More, when jumps up and he ends up push. about t- ten yards when he gets uh, pushed. Uh, uh, yeah. that, that was a penalty. Yeah, it and was, it was a real. It was a good shoot for a penalty. Yeah. But the VAR check check for a handball, and I'm like, why are they checking for a handball? It was a push. So I don't know what's happened there at all. But VAR and the the Mason refs and all that, that know how the bias for Rangers. So I'm not too sure. They're, they're the worst fucking Masons in the time, but I know.
3: <laughs> it's the worst conspiracy in the world. You can aye, aye. Uh, because uh, I don't want to talk about them and their penalties. But yeah, if, if we should have had one yesterday. If they're giving penalties for that, there'd be penalties every week. But that's a... We can make a pod, podcast on Scottish football with VAR because it's all it's all over the place. I think Chris Boyd summed it up really well. Anyone see that today. But but Davey T, then, then moving it on, Um I said, we're getting a lot of, it's going to happen all week. I know Colin's got a a pod on on Celtic um, that will be obviously Thursday, and we will touch on it um, in a minute. But the last thing I want, I want to touch on about Dundee United is, we, we have alluded to it already, but they're... Their performance yesterday and the way they they set up and the way you said wasting time after six minutes, um, just just look like they're happy to get out there with two nil, three nil, just just get out. Uh, I know they're in a releg- relegation scrap, but this is a club that's got a bigger budget than quite a lot of teams in the division. And um, we see Partick Fizzle come to Ibrox not too long ago and put in a a really good display at Ibrox. so there's for me there's no excuse we know the budget between us them and, and the rest of the league and and, and and totally get that but I think the way you come and play and I think this is this is the problem a lot with the teams in the in the league as well going appointing people like Jim Goodwin and, and watching him just seeing what he's done at Aberdeen why would, if you're Dundee United, why would you go and appoint someone? I just, I can't, why 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 not think outside the box? Why not try to go somewhere different? That's what frustrates me. But um, we've got to mention Dundee United yesterday because they they made no game of it yesterday. And this has been a few t- times that Ibrox teams are coming and it's just, it's a non-contest. It's just, it's dull. But they're making it dull as well. Well,
2: I think we've seen today... Um... I, I I watched it. Well, it was on. I, I wasn't really intensely watching it, but I was watching uh, Ross County against them, and Ross County really tried. They did. Obviously, they're 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 a, a way behind in skill, but they really tried. And I heard man, somebody, man, Manchester United uh, player. I heard him. They get beat two Uh and the Manchester United player said. We had all the skill, but they wanted it more. Mm-hmm. And I think that is exactly see if you're if you're sitting back with ten men in the box, you're just gonna get waves and waves of attack. There's gonna be there's gonna be a chance to fall somewhere. You've got to keep that up for ninety minutes. You had ever see nil nils now where 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 a team sits back and there's just waves and waves and waves of, of attacks. And that, that's just what you're asking. And I just don't know, where, where is Scottish football going? It, we're all complaining that, that, I mean, we had a great great result against Spain last week. I, I can't say anything about that. But the level of Scottish football, I remember we used to have players everywhere. Liverpool was was was, was full of Scottish players. Manchester was full of Scottish players. And now they're just sort of a disappearing everywhere. I mean, if you see Joe, Joe Arriba, is now Scottish. Uh, he, he was a sort of a big player up here, and he's went down to Southampton. I don't even think he gets sent to the team or, or the squad anymore. And uh, now it's, it's it's no wonder because we've, we've got to we've got to start teaching people at school at the at the, the, the grassroots level how to play football because uh, we seemingly don't. I mean, if you take it that that Darvel beat Aberdeen. It, it, it's just totally unbelievable the, the, the way Scottish football is going. I, I don't know where. Personally, I, I still believe that the school, that the football was taken away from the schools and it's never ever been put back. There's never ever anything that's taken its place. Uh, we, we seem to have football teams in Scotland. Well, I don't know. I'm away from Scotland for, for a long, long time, so it might be different. But my idea of it is that... Uh, there's, 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 every team is a pick few, and the other guys sort of a fall by the wayside, and I, I don't know. It just, uh, I, I, we need to, we need to sort out Scottish football. when you get idiots like uh, Doncaster and, uh, and, and all the other Premier League and SFA and uh, not giving a shit really, and, and happy, happy to sign a contract for what was it, nine million. For, for for nine years or something like that, or to, or to twenty twenty eight or something like that. Yeah. What what are we doing? What are we doing? We're we're ruining Scottish football. Is really really eating itself up, and uh, we need to do something to stop it because uh, otherwise, it's just going. To, I mean, I mean, I, I I really think Rangers and Celtic. I, I wasn't for a European League the way that it was brought the first time, where where there was no promotion and. Uh, and relegation for, for sixteen teams I think it was. But now for the way they've they're, they're set now going to set it up now for eighty teams where there's promotion and relegation, I would jump at it because we need to get away from this. The the the, the Scottish football is the way it is now. We no, really I, need to get away from it. I, I agree
3: David I think if there's any chance for us to get out I, I absolutely agree, and you just said there the people that are running the game. That's where it starts. They're they're the biggest problem, and until they go and they get people in that are able to run, run it, get good TV deals, get good licensing, etc., um, it's gonna it's gonna get worse. Um, and then they've been in charge way too long, and, and it's I feel like it's getting worse. But um, that is definitely I think it's definitely worth touching on. Um, but but Is they need you, to I jump in, mate. Yeah, go
1: on, go on. right. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to get laughed at here, and, and that's what the hell I'm talking about. Would a draft system work in Scotland? Get all the clubs together, they got all the young boys in, and get them centrally trained, and then have a draft each season for them to go into a B team. And have a, a guaranteed three years with that team.
2: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. In other words, you're going to have thousands of young boys out playing. Either there'll be a lot of them will be just running them, all boys wanting to play football. But there'll be at least a few that'll be, uh, went to the side and no bother their backside playing football and just hung about the streets like we all did. You see they can out there and playing football all the time. Give them give them something to look for. So they maybe end up at a, a Rangers or that mob. Or an Aberdeen, or Hearts, or Hibs. On you go, when you
2: go, David. Sorry, mate. on you go. Listen, we, Spain, Holland, and a number of other countries have got their their B teams playing in the professional football leagues. We've got our B teams playing away down in yeah. amateur football. Yeah. And what what do we expect? What what are we expecting? Now? Are we expecting? Our best players to be playing at a, a tiddly-wink level of football and then all of a sudden to come up and start playing against the professionals. It, the, the, the jump is far too high. We need our teams playing, our, our B teams playing at professional level. OK, they can't get promoted up to the Premier League. No problem with that. But they should just be start at the, the, the bottom of the professional league and be able to work their way up keeping them down at tiddly-wing level is absolutely ridiculous and it shouldn't be like that.
1: David, the, re- the reason I, I said what I said was, was, was I just caught on you what you're saying, talking about like Scottish players. There's no enough Scottish players doing anything anymore. As you said, there was a time in the 70s and 80s that the English league was fully Scotsman. Now there's hardly any, as you said. Stopping the, the fact that the school's and that. I mean, see, we, we were out... You know, we're all about the same generation, except for young Mason there, who's nearly old. He's getting there, he's catching up. But we were the generation, we'd be up the park. After school, we'd be up the park, a couple of jumpers, goals, and then we'd we play till the lights come on. As soon as the, lamp, the lights come on, you know, oh, it's time to go home, and I'm going to get hammered. And you were like that, ah, five nights a week, and then the weekend you were up for, for 10 o'clock in the morning. To eight, nine o'clock at night playing football at the park or on the street. That's all we ever did. You, you never see that now because Waynes are all, they're only interested in play. they'd rather play football manager in FIFA than actually go out and actually play football. So, what we need to do is get an incentive for the our young, our next generation of players. And the only way you're going to do that is to give them a goal. And if if they've got a goal they said, Oh, I, I might end up playing a big team. All right, I'll I i gonna go and try a wee bit harder, I'm gonna go and play an extra weary fit but I'm gonna keep myself uh I'm not gonna get myself into trouble. It's just I'm thinking I am thinking more under the lines of, they maybe we'll end up playing first team FIPA for the bigger teams, but at least it gives the youngsters a goal that they maybe end up playing for a even a, a championship, to my side. That's what I'm thinking about. I just want me, me, youngster, to get a bigger chance
3: yeah.
1: of our own because for far too long we're pulling in people outside. I mean, see, even the B team, we're, we're pulling in Timmy Foreigners. And, and it's not, not saying a foemaker then, like that. Obviously, we want the best Timmy players in our team, but we need to start thinking about the guys in Scotland. Maybe, maybe that'll. Actually, make a lot of you think about actually supporting Scotland again because the, the, the players that are coming in are like, oh, Come on, we can do better than that. So, sorry for going on a wee tangent there, but it's just, I'm just I'm just thinking about things to help Scotland and Scottish youth players. Yeah,
3: Even if right, right,
2: know, there, there, there was a negative point to that putting your jacket down for a goal. I think my mom had to buy me a double coat about every two weeks.
3: <laughs> I kept forgetting them. <laughs> oh, no, definitely. Is this? Listen, it's one. It's one we could, could debate all day. Definitely, there, there does need to be changes. Changes to Scottish football in the way it's being run. And and listen, these things are all all, all good. But it, whoever's running the game at the top doesn't doesn't want to change and wants to take it down the pattern. That's that's where we're at. But um, but but moving on, Davey P. Um, we've got. Obviously, a huge game coming this week that we'll quickly quickly touch on. Um, as I said, there will be a show Thursday in more detail. Um, go in there. I don't, we got a point there last season where we should have won towards the end of the season. The league was more or less done then, though. But obviously, the games in between that we've gone there and the games done early doors, we've been we've been absolutely useless. Um, <clears throat> I was was talking about about this one today, and I'd like to see us do something different. Go in there next week. I'd like, not not defensive, but I'm not, I don't mean that, but I don't want to see us go there with the same thing that we've done 4 3 3, and then inevitably we we crumble. The midfield doesn't get close enough. The one the, What I'd like to see next week is us go to a back three with John I'd like John Suter to come in, push Tab, Tavernier up. I'd like Yilmaz to start. I don't think he will. I think it will be Bourner. Um, but then <clears throat> the, the most controversial one, I probably would leave out Ryan Jack. I'd go with uh, Raskin and Campwell, and go man for man. I play Kent in the hole, and then go two up front. That's what I'd like to see happen. Just, just something different. I think if we go there with Lundstrom in there, Jack in there, you know, hopefully Raskin's back in. But the same tactics. And I think the biggest problem for me going there next week is is the if we go with the back four, they target them balls in between Golson and Tavernier and Barisic and, and Davis, like we see in, in the cup final. They they more or less score the same goal every week. And I feel we've got to, we've, we've really got to work that out. That That's going to be the, the big one next week. What, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that?
0: I think the most important, because I think there's not much between the teams. So I think the the largest factor, the, the thing that will make a difference will be the attitude of our players. And I think we've got to go there with no fear because the last, on a few occasions, we've gone there, you know, almost expecting the inevitable, you know, and almost playing into their hands. We have to go there with, uh, with the chest puffed out, as, as Rangers teams have in the past when we've been successful there. Go there, no fear, and uh, do what we can do. I mean, I think the conversation earlier, Malik Tillman, I think Malik Tillman is an, is an absolute standout quality player. But as David says, you know, he's, he's, he's a young player. So, But this will be a part of his... Development when he goes into that atmosphere and 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 thrives hopefully because I think uh, he's a notch above most of the players that we have in terms of technical ability. We just need him to deliver. But I think Todd Cantwell, I maybe get be getting ahead of myself, but I think Todd Cantwell will thrive in that atmosphere. Yeah, he's not going to shirk away, which uh, so and that uh, we need people who are not going to shirk away, not be frightened. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think we it's up to us. So everything that we deserve on we will get because it's up to it's our performance that will determine the outcome of this, not their performance. So we uh, we have to go in with that in mind. Nothing other than a victory will do. So we that's that's the mindset. We have to win this game.
3: Yeah. No, no, that, that's it. Curry. It, it is simply a, a, a must-win game next Saturday. If we don't, even a draw. If we go there, come come away with a draw, um, it, it, that's no good for us. To, to for us to have any chance of winning the league this season, which is is slim as it is, um, we, we need to go there and win next week. But what would you like to see us do differently than obviously that the previous one was an absolute horror show? But um, what, what do we what do we need to do to go and win the game next week? Go straight at them. Just play them at their own game. Need to come out the
1: traps, uh a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> you just need to come out and the performances we usually get in the second half. We need to get that in the first half right for the starting. Uh I think you said that you wouldn't have I would have Jack in because Jack covers for, for Bonab Barisich a lot. And I would have Raskin in because Raskin can, can, can covers for Tav the last time the, the last few games. He's been covering for Covering t- Tav's arse a few times. And for by that, Braskin is just a, a, an absolutely tremendous player. So I would definitely have that. Unless, unless Yelmaz is getting played in place of Barisic, which I don't think Bill will do, unfortunately. Because no. uh, I think, to I me, mean, Yelmaz just offers us so much more. He offers us something different. He can dribble. I've said this before. He can dribble. He can pass a man. He's crossing his nose as good as Barisic, but he just can. He's just done. Uh, give him a chance. He'll get there. He'll find his his range. Uh, But we need to go out there and just absolutely batter them and get into them. It's a a case that don't be showing any fear and don't be getting panicked. I think that's the one thing I've noticed about every game we've had against them is the goals that we've conceded. It's all been panicked in the defence. Yeah, They need to come out A bit of composure. And a bit of 100% speed. That's what they need to do. Uh, every game I think I never seen the, their game the day I don't watch their games but I've heard a few guys in the comments and people with me and, and the personal chats and that that they're saying that, uh, that Ross, Ross Ross County, County. Yeah, Ross County I mean, gave them a game the day and they, they, they were lucky and because Ross County were going at them and they struggled that's what we need to do as well we need to go after them I'd rather see us this is going to sound really bad, and I'm sorry, everybody in chat, because you yous will probably disagree. But I'd rather see us going down 4 and absolutely chasing the game and at our best than losing 1 nothing and playing uh, conservatively and just not no putting the effort in. I'd rather see us doing that. But I hope we can win, but it all depends on the setup and who we put in. That'll tell me a lot when when the the starting eleven come up, then I'll see how I think how whether I'll be confident or not on how we're going to do against them. But I we need to win.
3: I draws no use.
1: We need to win.
3: Yeah. No, no, definitely. And, and I think you started off there by saying Ryan Jack, I think Ryan Jack will hundred percent play Saturday. I'm just trying to look at something different in terms of you know, I mean, camp- I understand, camp- yeah, I, re- I understand where you're coming from. Campwell and Raskin have got to play. I think Bill. We all know Bill messed that up from the League Cup final by not putting them in. They have both got to play. I'm just working out how you get Kent in there, Tillman in there. Um, maybe Sakala's got a shout for next week. There will be space in behind, um, you know. So it's just sort of fitting them all in. But I do agree. I think Ryan Jack will, will will come into it next week. Davey T. Then, obviously, you know as I said, the week's build up. It'll feel like such a such a long week. Um, but before that one. But, yeah, just the, the same as, as the boys, we've had a lot of comments on it as well. What's, what do we need to do next week? I wish we had a still-had, obviously, Smith because he, he he's always come up with something different in these games. There was always a player in there before kickoff. You'd be going, wonder why he put him in there. And then, you know, it was always a masterstroke. But I feel like Bill needs to do do something different this weekend for us if we're going to get a result.
2: Well, you've seen the uh, Ross County today. Well, as I say, I watched, I, I was certainly half watching it and they don't like the cold steel. That's, that's uh, So you've got to start with the cold steel, get into them, get in their faces, uh, don't give them the, the time to control the ball. It's the same, ever, you see all these technical teams? It's the same, exact same with Ajax. Ajax hate teams chasing them. They, they just want to come, the team to sit back and come in droves. And then they play around about them. See if you get in their faces, and you don't give them time to get the ball under control. They just freeze. They don't know what to do, and that's what we've got to do. We've got to get in their faces. We've not got to let them control the game. We've got to make sure that we're closing them down all the time. And I think that's what Bill's trying to bring in. I think he's he's got a, he's got our players fit enough now. And and as, I hate to keep going back there, but in my view, that was the way that. Uh, Van Bronckhurst didn't have he didn't have his fit enough to, to do that uh, Gerrard did the first time and, and, and Van Bronckhurst in my eyes got us to the, the, the Cup uh, the, the UEFA final through Gerrard's hard work at getting the players fit and the second season the beginning of the season he's just not got his fit Biel's got his fit again we're starting to chase down teams. If you saw yesterday's the Dundee game, as soon as we lost the ball, we were fighting to get it back again. And that was just missing at the beginning of the season. We, we just couldn't. And other teams were breaking away and, and, and scoring against us. and We were losing points. We couldn't break down teams down. And Beal's changed that around now. He's got his back. We're, we're fighting for the ball. As soon as we lose it, we're fighting for it again. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to get in their faces. you you just seen today, they're not a great team. They are not a great team. If we get in their faces and we close them down, I am 100% that we have got more skillful players than they have. And we'll beat them nine times at ten. Yeah, fair fair point. I'm I'm still not... Listen, I
3: hope we go there. And and obviously, we've got the semi-final coming up. I'm still not convinced we have... The group of players that are capable of beating them nine times out of ten. Yet, yeah, just just my opinion from what I've seen so far. I Still think we're missing something there, David. To be fair, but but David P, this was one. of the
2: that... two best players, Mason waiting
3: for them yet? No, no, we would not. But they're just in the door. Do you know what I mean? And I know you're saying, and then they need to play. That's what I'm saying. They need to play next week. They need to play next week. That that that's that's going to be a big one. I think David P said it earlier about Camwell. I think he's a good big game player. I think if you look at him and his best games for. For Norwich, they were against the big, the big four, the big five. He always scored against them, so I'm looking forward to seeing him next week. But they are both, you know, just in the door. I think Bill needs. I've said it, I've said it, so I've got to stand by it. Bill needs the big changes this summer, um, and, and I still think we've got a little way, little way to go before we can start saying, you know, we're we're you know top dogs because look, we're nine points behind for a reason. Um, but but David P um, got this one earlier, and, and I've saved it. Um not that one. Where is it? I can't remember where it's gone, but it was if you if you could win, you know, Saturday away at Parkhead in, in an ideal world win win at Parkhead next Saturday or in the Scottish Cup semi-final. Uh David P, which one would you would you be would you be picking? I know it's a horrible question because we want to win them all, but um if you could win one, what,
0: what one would it be? That's on that's on the, the assumption that you would lose the Scottish Cup semi final. You could only pick yep. one win. Yeah no anyway. I, I would win I would win in Saturday and then win, and and then renege on my promise and, <laughs> and go in the semi final as well <laughs> so no, I think we uh, the next games is is the absolute prize I think we need to go out there with the, the correct level of belief you know aggression and pace and energy and and I think we just need to go back to last Tuesday when when a a, a Scotland side you know which contains us from the SPFL and and some kind of lower divisions and, and lower clubs in the English English football who went there took on a Spanish side, albeit a like kind a weakened Spanish team. But in terms of levels of technical ability, there's a, there's probably several levels between them. But with the, the the Scotland team went out there and got right in their faces and and knocked them off their stride. And you look at the second goal which uh, Scotland scored. That's not you know that was a, a smashing goal with technical ability. I think the the first half and the aggression, and, and it was good to see some of the Spanish players complaining, you know, about the Scottish players being a, a bit aggressive. Well, I, I would give uh, probably a, a, an awful lot for Rangers to do the, exactly the same on Saturday, to get right into their faces and have them complaining to the referee, because pretty much that's when you know you've got them. I remember when and I only ever played football at the amateur level. Kind of, no bad standard, but we were playing in a Scottish Cup time. there's a guy I was up against. I was up front and he just kept nudging me off the ball, nudging me off the ball. And then when, when the ball was getting, I played forward. As soon as the ball left the ground, he would shove me, knock me off my stride. So I ended up complaining to the ref. Ref, he keeps fucking. And, and see as I opened my mouth, I realised he'd got me. That's exactly what he wanted me. And and I think we have to go out with that attitude. So we need to go out there with the dark arts, you know, playing because Scotland employed it last Tuesday and I would want to see Rangers play with the same level. Just so go out there, aggression, controlled aggression, energy, pace, because we've got good players. We've got good players in the Rangers team. And so allied to that, I think we will, we will give ourselves a chance. If we go there and we're fearful, we're doomed. So that's what I want to see on Saturday. And uh, Rangers rolling their sleeves up, staring them at the tunnel, saying, I just cannot wait to get you out there because I'm going to fucking ragdoll you. That's the, you know, it would be like Richard Goff, Ian Ferguson, you know, they would stare them down in the tunnel and just let's let's go. No fear. Nothing left behind. Leave no regrets. And then when we get them in the semi-final, we fucking do exactly the same again.
3: I can't wait for the game now, David. That is, that is, but you need to do the team talk Saturday, by the way. Um, I'm going to try and get Michael Bill on the phone and get David to do the team talk because they're absolutely spot on. And Curry, bring, bring you in on, on this one. Um, Fulzi has put some a lot of good comments in tonight and he's just put in about, um, you know, if we can win Saturday, you, you never know. Listen, that's what we haven't done. And, I, and I've just seen uh, nine games since we last beat them uh, in the league. Jesus, that, that's... Um, ridiculous um but but that's what we need to, we haven't done in previous we haven't beat them and, and really put them under some pressure and if you go, go and do that at their place saturday before that semi-final you just never know it might throw a little bit of doubt i feel like every time they have a little bit of a wobble we go and give them a confidence boost so it's really important that we i think we need to win this one as we do need to win this one saturday but michael bill needs to go there and he needs to get a result against them as well because um we know what it's like at rangers um, if we go there and get beat again, don't matter what we've done in the last, you know, the unbeaten run we've got in the league, that will get forgotten about at, at two o'clock come Saturday if we if we're beaten again.
1: Fulge is absolutely right. Uh, we go out there, we don't know what will happen. We don't know how the league's going to go. It's like the ma- majority of people will probably say that the the league's over. Uh, it's not over yet. If we go out there and if we can give them a proper doing. Maybe it will give them doubts. Will other teams take advantage of it? We don't know. But the main thing that we need to do, it will. Bill needs to do is Just finish this full season without losing, because it will give, give them a big something to think about for next season. That's the main thing. If if he Bill can't the earth and he wins all the rest of the games, we still end up. I mean, nine points behind the league. He's done everything he could, could do. Well, it won't be will be then because if he wins it, will be don't you, don't you three points? It'll be the highest What we achieved is two. Is it two points less than we did when we won fifty five? I think I something like that. So I mean, you see, it, it it's some doing. I mean, have they been playing games right? And I see this through gritty teeth. Aye, it's obviously the amount of points they've got. But if we can match them and if we can just give them a wee bit of a wobble in this next game, maybe I'll give them something to think about because the day they only managed managed to win win nothing with a penalty. If they would have heard they struggled. So just let's hope that we we can do it. Just all we can do is keep on winning. And as for the have pick this game or the cup final, no, because I might have been both. That doesn't even, I don't even contemplate as want to lose against them or even draw. I want is to beat them every single time we play them, and it doesn't matter where it's in,
3: yeah. No, listen, absolutely, it's just one that, that that was put in, but the semi final as well is another huge one, and got that at the end of the month. But, um, again, I think Fulzy said it there, we need to give them a a bad cut uh, going into to that one. We we definitely did, do need to lay down a marker. But just to just starting to wrap up now, uh, David T. You obviously wasn't on the pod Thursday night uh, when we spoke about Alan McGregor getting five hundred uh, appearances. So I would just like to come to you on, on your thoughts on 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 that, and obviously some achievement from from McGregor.
2: Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Is uh, yeah, five hundred of games. Uh, if, if I've certainly, certainly I've worked it a, a wee bit out, but not not totally. It's around about twelve seasons, I believe. That uh, if, if you take forty games into five hundred, it works out about twelve twelve game uh, twelve seasons. And uh, now absolutely brilliant. Uh, the, the guy's been a been a great great player for Rangers, and uh, who yeah who can say anything about him? It's not the not the greatest keeper in forever for Rangers for me. There's better keepers, there's been better keepers, but uh, he's certainly a a great keeper. And it's going to take a lot to fill his boots. I feel it's the time now that we need to do it. Uh, I I, I, I think we could keep him on as a a, a third keeper, maybe even a second keeper. But uh, the day that he's the first keeper is unfortunate for me, past it. And uh, no, it's, uh, yeah. He wasn't man of the match. That's I'll, I'll say that as well. As uh, that was that was uh, that was another player. That was uh, Tilman, and I, but I, I can understand that the the the, the sponsors gave him that, that just uh, as a tribute. Yeah, no, no, definitely, and it, yeah. Listen, it was always going to be. I see. I, I
3: don't know if anyone's seen it. Uh the, can I it was, was Just say one no. one
2: thing. One thing, not over uh, Alan McGregor. Them today, they scored in the second minute of extra time in the first half when there was only one minute game uh, added. And then in the second half, there was eight minutes again. How come we only get... There was last last week, I think there was players falling everywhere. We had players injured. Even today, Barisic got a a, a head bandage on. And there was only a, a what, four minutes added on, and we, they they get two players carried uh, taken off. There was only four minutes or something added on, and they get eight minutes added on. How where where is where is these minutes coming from that they always they always seem to get? I I just don't believe it. It's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, David, it's it's called, it's it's called the uh,
1: Celtic have scored Jet extra time.
3: Yeah, possible. It seems to be a bit of a theme that Dingwall was rolled, didn't it? Um, to be fair, but listen, we can talk, a, a, as I said, that, that could be a pod itself. As I said, it's the worst conspiracy in the world. Um, but, you know, Davey P, we'll, we'll start wrapping up there. Thanks for coming on tonight, mate. Um, I think I know the answer to all three of you here, but who is your uh, man of the match uh, yesterday?
0: Oh, <clears throat> Malik they won it by a mail. A uh, I mean, in the first half, Malik and Tavernier were making some nice combinations in the right-hand side. And you can see that you know he didn't always manage it in terms of getting to the byline, getting the ball across. One is a few corners. But uh, Malik is, is, is another level in terms of technical ability. I mean, he doesn't look that fast. You know, I think, as, uh, as Curry said earlier, and David as well, you know, he's, he's kind of deceptive, because, but he's got a lovely touch. There was a couple of occasions when he won the ball uh, in midfield, when he seems, you know, to be second in, in the race, but he's, he's just manages to put his toe in front of it, wins the ball, get cuts in front of the guys, uh, and and he can he just seems to be his awareness, his level of awareness is just superior to other players on the pitch. He's yeah. just a, a quality act. No, Malik won it by a mile, well, but Todd Cantwell played very well as well. He's a a nice touch, you know. But probably the best example is the goal when he laid it on for Malik. When he's taking a ball at pace delivered by Conor Goldson, and and manages to take a bit off it, just to ping it into Malik's path, he takes the touch, bangs it away, uh, and no, Todd Cantwell was uh, was excellent, but Malik was man of the match. But it, a wee a shout out to Big Alan McGregor, you know, because I, I remember when 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 he come back and being in the club deck and and he's he's on the pitch. I think it was a European qualifying tie with we'd started with and just thinking thank god thank christ thank god almighty we've got a proper keeper again because obviously we'd we'd ways in which was good but and we'd we'd gone through fucking horror stories like cami bell and things like that and it was just a blessed relief that we had a proper goalkeeper again so and that that's the uh, my abiding memory of alan mcgregor it's like Return of the Prodigal Son. He was, uh, he saved from a whole indifferent goalkeepers. I put it that way. Oh,
3: definitely, Dave, Davey. And uh, you just said Cami Belder, and I just absolutely shivered at uh, the
2: name.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel right. um, but then, no, thanks, thanks, Davey, and, and Curry. Thanks again for coming on tonight, mate. Who was your man of the match yesterday? Uh, has to be Scott, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Without a doubt, that ball out of that wee cheating bastard's face was superb <laughs> and thoroughly deserved. No, uh, same with Davey. Uh, it has to be Malik for the two goals, but the some of the touches for Cantmill if it hadn't been for the two goals, mill for me, yet again, that that's probably about five man of the matches in a row he's got for me. Uh, yeah. that, that's how much I think how good he is. And he's going to have a a brilliant future with us. And I can't wait to next season when we get some really, really decent players in. No, Davey, pass off. I'm tall. <laughs> <laughs>
2: miss, miss. <laughs> on you go, Davey. No, oh, no, on you go. If you're not finished, uh, I just want to. I just I wanted
1: to I even, I've not even started yet, David. No, on you go, <laughs> mate. On you go. It's all yours.
2: I just wanted to end up uh, I thought you were finished, but uh, I just wanted to end up in a, something I, I found funny yesterday. When uh Barisitch headed the headed the ball past the post, and it was you could hear in the microphones one wee guys out shouting, For fuck's sake, Borna, take the bandages off. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> there was one there was one we were getting a, as well on that the, the the VAR when they was checking VAR is someone shouted out penalty penalty rangers um, and then I don't know if anyone's seen Alan McGregor um, uh, yesterday yesterday and in his interview was absolutely brilliant um, and Tavernier said you're 500 games you've got a clean sheet and uh, McGregor says yeah because they took you off <laughs> top top draw. Top draw yeah. from the figure. Yeah. I think he has been. Oh, yeah, he meant it. I think he's been serious. Yeah, behind every joke is a bit of truth, though, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. no, definitely, definitely meant it. But, David T, then I think it's going to be a full house, but but thanks for coming on tonight. Who was your uh, man of the match yesterday?
2: No, same. the same, same, this? yeah, sorry, was... David T, yeah. <laughs> Um no, it's the same. Uh, Tillman was, uh, was the was a man of the match, but um, I think Cantwell had another great game. Uh, thoroughly, I, I really thoroughly enjoy the way he's joined the team. Absolutely brilliant. And um, yeah, no, all I can say is now next week, boys. I'm not on in Thursday, I believe. So get into them. Yeah,
3: that'll no, be a good good build up. I think I think Collins back in Thursday night. I'm not sure who else is on, but make sure you don't miss that one. That will be building up to the old firm game. And, and just a little bit of a shout out there. We, uh, Davey Hurd, good friend of the pod and um, author, uh, I believe has got another book coming out soon. And Colin will have, will have, um, you know, sit down and do a pub with him, but he's just given me his uh, best ever Rangers 11. That's just gone out to members only. Um, and that is one you don't want to miss. It's um, it's a very, very good solid uh, best 11. So a little shout out there for, for members only. So if you're not a member, and you want to you want to listen to that? Make sure you sign up. But um, as always, to finish off, just thanks again for all the comments, like uh, uh, as always. And uh, we'll be back as I say Thursday night to uh, look forward to the big one next Saturday. But as always, take care, we other people.